and KXNO. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Murph and Andy are on the road today from 1 until 3. They're at Confluence Brewing. Uh, you'll be there, Trent, apparently. Yeah, Good. I'm going to be the on-site engineer, get the equipment set up, and then have a cold one. I'll have sit back and have a uh, have a fast one. Don't blame you a little bit at all. Downtown Throwdown, the re-release happening this have afternoon. Have you had it? I have not. I have. Uh, is, I, it, is it hoppy? Yes, I, if I remember no, no. correctly. It is, but I love some of the sours they have out of Confluence yeah. are really good. You, I've told you before, I'm a very much a sour fan, yeah. and uh, I think that's a good way to start off a nice spring afternoon. Why not? So uh, the boys will be down there if you don't have any plans. I know they've got a good special for about 25 bucks. Get you some beer and a t-shirt while mm-hmm. supplies last. Uh, Dave Sprout coming up momentarily. Tom Cakert will be here at 1125. And then Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. Oh, by the way, our keyword coming up here in about 15 minutes will give you an opportunity to win $1,400 by texting the keyword of the day, at least on our program, coming up here in 15 minutes. Dave Sproul joins the program. I saw a uh, a witty tweet from the voice of Iowa State, John Walters. Dave Sproul, good to speak with you. John Walters just tweeted that T.J. Otzelberger is already the eighth longest tenured in coach in the Big 12. <laughs> And he's right. Lon Kruger is gone and Shaka Smart has hit the road. TJ's now moved up all the way to number eight and did so within a week. Crazy offseason so far. Just, uh, you know, one more step on the way to the top of the list in the Big 12, I guess. He's already knocking them off. I guess that's the way. But uh, so let's, uh, Shaka Smart move, does it surprise you? It seemed like there was uh, a lot of disgruntled Longhorn fans. Maybe uh, a lot of folks thought it should have happened last year, but then he had a pretty good year until they got to the tournament uh, this year. Of course, they win the Big 12 tournament, but get bounced early uh, in the NCAAs. It seemed like Shaka Smart had warm out, worn out his welcome uh, and got out ahead of the posse. Is that how you see it? Yeah, it certainly seems that way. I mean, you can you can get fired or you can find yourself a nice landing spot. And for a Wisconsin native like Shaka Smart, uh, Marquette's a pretty good landing spot. Yeah. So uh, that works out nice for him. I got to think the optics aren't great for Texas. I'm sure they're not unhappy that they won't have to buy out his contract mm-hmm. and make a make a change in the, in that fashion. Uh, but you know, leaving Texas for Marquette yeah. it isn't exactly great on the optics front. It doesn't tell you a lot of, or doesn't tell you anything good about right where Texas is right now, I guess. But uh, that's the reality of the world. And uh, maybe it's something, you know, if Texas gets their guy, Chris Beard, looking at you, yep. Yep. Uh, then it, it all works out for the Longhorns in the, in the uh, end anyway. So who knows? Texas Tech goes right back to the well and tries to find the Do you next think he leaves, player. fellas? Do you think Beard for leaves Texas, for Texas? That, that's been rumored for a long yeah. time. At least I've heard that. Dave, have you heard the same? Yeah, the basic, the basic idea is that the one job Chris Beard really wouldn't be able to turn down would be Texas, and the amount of money they could, they could probably throw at his feet would be almost too much to pass up. He's incredible, and uh, that would be, I think, scary for the rest of the Big 12 to see that guy with his coaching ability mm. 
and then the recruiting ability that you also throw at Texas. Well, Big 12 basketball, it's changing certainly for Iowa State after an 0 for this season. What can you tell us about Jazz? Jazz, Jazz, that's uh, the transfer company for Washington <laughs> State. I'll let you handle the pronunciation. Coons is how I say his last name, right? Uh, Allianz Kuntz is how Kuntz, I understand yeah. it. Yeah. I actually looked up some highlights to try to get that right, uh-huh. so hopefully I'm getting it right. But he does go by Jazz, and, uh, you know, we've seen the numbers. He averaged six points, four rebounds last season, but had some injury issues. Shot 42% overall, 33% from three, which is about as low as you'd want to go to be considered an effective three-point shooter, I guess. Six-eight guy, I think, you know, based on the highlight I saw, highlights uh he kind of defines the idea of a stretch forward and that he's long but kind of thin and not exactly a big muscular forward who's going to mix it up in the, in the post but he's got a really nice stroke from the outside so he can space out the offense a little bit and if he can be a reliable three-point shooter and you know maybe get in on the rebounding action a little bit on that end and he's going to be a, a good addition obviously for iowa state i don't think he's the kind of guy at least you know my initial reaction is not the guy you build your offense around but I don't know if that's exactly what T.J. Altenberger is looking for right now, uh, but uh, he's, he's looking to shape up to be a nice piece for Iowa State. Uh, Dave Sproul is joining us, 1430 on the AM dial, K-A-S-I in Ames. That's where Iowa State plays uh, in Story County. Well, as we speculated, the transfer portal is going to be absolutely bursting at the seams. Um all, all of these coaches are going to have their pick, assuming the fit is good. Do you think TJ's going to try and get out there first, or is he going to not slow play it, but certainly take his time because you want to make sure that everybody that's going to be in the transfer portal makes it public that they're going to, or at least they're willing to listen. How do you think he will handle it? Do you think he tries to uh, build his roster quickly or holds out because he doesn't want to miss anybody? I think, you you know, you kind of kind of play it down the middle, I think, in, in a sense with that, because you, I mean, first step is to shore up your own uh, roster and make sure you understand who's staying and who's going among the guys you already have on the team. And then, you know, I think we have a good idea of where he stands with the incoming recruits. Jaden Nunn has decommitted, uh, but uh, there's, I think, a pretty good chance Tyler, excuse me, Tyrese Hunter out of Wisconsin is going to stay on board with the Cyclones uh, after signing with Iowa State under under Steve Prohm. And so once you get a good handle on that, yeah, then you're looking at the transfer portal to fill in some holes. And I, I think uh, the smart move at this point, you know, with as many teams rely on the transfer portal and as much talent there is in that portal is to pick and choose much the same way you would uh, if you're recruiting a high schooler or a junior college guy. You just make sure you get the right fit. You don't just jump at the first name guy or just look at a guy's star rating and, and try to get him in no matter what the fit for your, your program or your scheme is. Uh, you, you go after the right guy. You're going to have options. Everybody's going to have options. You're going to have to compete with other schools to get the guy you want, but you've got to first identify the guy you want, the guys who are the right fit. And so I think that's the approach T.J. Altelberger will take, and he'll probably you know, land uh, one or two more nice pieces in the transfer portal because there's just so many opportunities there to find guys, and he knows what he's looking for. What can you tell us the latest on Taman Lipsia? I've seen that a conversation has already taken place with Otzelberger and Taman going into his senior year. You call a ton of his games up there in KSI. What can you tell us the latest on that front? Uh, I don't know much more about his situation than what we've seen lately. I know he's talked to a couple of outlets. I think 24-7 is one of them, and uh, Cyclone Fanatic, I believe he talked to as well. And 
you know, you, you talked about it. He had a good conversation with, uh, with TJ Otzelberger and uh, still retrain, retains that offer from uh, Iowa State. So that's obviously still an option for him. I don't know if it's the top option. He's really not letting on uh, at that point. But I, I can tell you he's a guy who I think would fit very well with what T.J. Altsberger wants to do in terms of not only style on the court, but the the kind of culture that he wants to build at Iowa State and, and find guys who are passionate about the game and passionate about Iowa State. And uh, Lipsy's a very passionate guy. And he's also really an unselfish player, a guy who's a, a pass-first dude, but he, he also has the, the physical gifts and the skills to take over as a scorer when necessary, at least at the high school level. I can't 100% tell you how well that will translate to the, the college basketball level, especially at the Power Five, but he just seems to me the kind of guy who's a, a no-brainer, good fit for just about any kind of Power Five program, and I think Iowa State is a good fit for him. Uh, whether he ultimately decides that obviously is up to him, uh, but uh, I know that uh, you know T.J. Otzelberger made the smart move by making sure Damon Lipsy knows he's got a place at Iowa State if he wants it. Uh, Dave, we had uh, Michael Swain earlier in the week, 24-7 Sports Cycle Alert. He kind of hinted that he's hearing that uh, uh, the Dubar and Harris might not be the, the last Cyclone to put his name in the transfer portal. Now, he wouldn't name names, but we pressed him on uh, Xavier Foster, and he said that that's not one that he's hearing. Uh, are you hearing anything as far as maybe um, connecting some dots? Do you believe that that there may be more uh, transition from last year's roster as far as guys that were Cyclones in 2021 that probably won't be there when it resumes this November? Are you hearing anything? I, I know it's only been a week, but it seems like if anybody else were leaving, we'd probably know it by now. But you never you never know. At this point, nothing really should come as a total surprise when it comes to guys deciding to leave or stay. Uh, so I don't have a line on any specifics right now about anybody staying or going. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I certainly won't be um, surprised to see, you know, anybody moved on. It would be, I'm sure, disappointing for Iowa State fans if a guy like Xavier Foster decides to move on, uh, although I would lean towards him staying. Yep. Um, but at this point, gosh, you know, anything is, is possible. I, I know who I want, hope uh, stays. Blake Henson. You know, the oh, kid yeah. that came from yeah. Ole Miss. I, I, I want to see him play. I remember playing in, uh, in the SEC. Yeah. I think he's, he would be a good player. Anyway, Strength, go ahead. Want to jump over to a little football with you. Pro day. Uh, not a pro day we're used to with Iowa State just because of the limited number of guys. Those some guys from a year ago came back, which was good to see. Of course, the story, though, Kenny Nwangu going out <laughs> there and just blazing. Going on to a, a lot of draft boards after that performance. Any other takeaways from you, Dave, of Iowa State football pro, uh, pro day? Not much besides that. I mean, that's a really eye-popping number for <laughs> Kenei Nwangu in his 40 time, and that's going to catch the attention of a lot of NFL scouts. And I don't know if that's going to make him uh, move up anybody's draft boards uh, because, you know, there's so what we saw on the field from him is relatively limited at the running back position. Uh, and, and I don't know if he's maybe willing to change positions because I could see a guy using that kind of speed like him in a, like a slot receiver role. But I think the most likely outcome is that he catches on somewhere in the NFL as a return guy because that, you know, straightforward speed um, is really valuable in the return game. And obviously he, he showed what he could do. Uh, that was probably his primary contribution, in fact, last season for Iowa State. Some big kick returns that really were game changers at a couple of points in the season for Iowa State. So I'd be on the lookout for that. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he manages to catch on uh, with an NFL squad. Maybe – spend some time on a practice squad, or at the very least get his start 
on a, a special teams unit. I, I'm with you, Dave. And, and Trent and I had a um, an NFL draft guy, former scout with the Browns and the Saints, and asked him that question yesterday in Nwango, uh Sports Info Solutions is where Matt Manasarian's from. And he said, you know, we didn't have him in our top 300, but when you see a kid run a 4-2-9, that instantly makes you go back and at least plug the tape in again to, um, and to, you know, see what you missed or see why this kid might have fallen through the cracks. And he believes... Um, I'm not putting words in his mouth that he thinks just kind of like you uh, that he will get an opportunity to return kicks four two nine straight line speed man that's moving uh, as, as you know all right you two knuckleheads let's talk about your baseball team <laughs> I know you're going to you so you got tickets opening week you're going to be up at Target Field when are you going to be there yeah April 10th I got tickets nice. yesterday the Twins put tickets on sale for single games for the first month or so of the season I think it is they're going to have a uh, up to 10,000 capacity for at least the first month of the season there at Target Field. So I got in there right away as soon as the tickets went on sale, grabbed me some tickets for that game against the Mariners on the 10th, and I am really just rippling with anticipation right now to get back into a Major League ballpark oh, no and be kidding. a live sporting event. Just as a fan, I've been you know to Iowa State football games and Iowa State basketball games. I haven't been to an event as a fan in what seems like forever, and this will be my first opportunity to do that and, you know, get to see my favorite team in action. The favorites to win the American Central, I think we all know that. Indeed, after yesterday, I believe they are, and if they aren't, they they, they should be. So t- tell me about the ticket process, Dave. Did you have to buy two? Could you get a single t- uh, seat? And, and uh, how much should you pay for, for since there's only 10000 in, you went, you're not like you're buying them off a secondary market. How much did you pay, and did you have to buy two? Uh, actually, the Twins were selling theirs in, in groups of two or, and four. Okay. Those were the only options that they were optioning, uh, were offering at the time. And they're, they're completely sold out now, so your only option now is the secondary market. And I don't know if those same restrictions apply there. But uh, I paid. I, I was looking over the price points, and I don't think they really changed the price of the various levels they offer uh, based on the limited capacity. I think the, the tickets are pretty standard. So I paid 30 bucks a pop for mine, pretty reasonable for yeah. 200 level behind home plate. Uh, so I'm pretty happy with that, and uh, uh, I think uh, you know I think they're doing it pretty well out there. I wouldn't have even bothered if I didn't think they're doing it right because limiting it to groups of two and four, you know, you kind of keep people from the same household or, or groups together, and then there, it allows for plenty of spacing for you know other groups to spread out. And everybody, I think, is going to be required to wear a mask unless you're eating or drinking at the time. So uh, it seems to me that they're doing things right up there, and I'm very excited to get a chance to. Go check out a ball game. There's times where my Twins fandom uh, overcomes me. I'm not the most optimistic fan in general, though. <laughs> I look at this team. I, I might be hyperbolic. Where's the weak spot? What what concerns you? Because <laughs> I hate to say this. I don't have really many concerns coming into the year, well, at least until we get to October. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Well, my, my primary concern will be that Nelson Cruz just falls right off a cliff. Okay. He's got 41, I think, or going into his age 41 season, and it's extremely rare in, in the history of baseball for players to be as productive as he has been at his age. Mm-hmm. But that there's also that tendency that when it falls off, it just goes right over a cliff and just completely falls apart. And so that's a possibility. Josh Donaldson had injury issues last yep. year. He's had injury issues throughout his career. So if he can't go, you know, on a regular basis, that's going to be a problem. And I'll, gi- I'll give you, you know, one, the Dave. The rotation. I'll give you okay. one. Over under Buxton, 35 games missed to injury. Oh, over. Over. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I a lock of the year there. I'm going to take the over on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy hurt himself. Uh, what was it? He had the dental issue. Uh-huh. hurt himself chewing food or something like that. Oh, my God. Uh, so, I mean, that that's a safe bet. Yeah, he's going to miss some games. But now, you know, the, with the farm system where it's at for the Twins, they got some good candidates to at least help fill some gaps along the way. And I think that's one of the things that has me optimistic about this season is that they have some young guys who are ready to contribute. Maybe not right away this season, but at some point as, as they go through. Injuries are going to be a part of the game, uh, obviously, and with Buxton more so than most. But uh, I really like where this Twins roster is at right now, and I love the prospects that they got coming up. I like the fact that you're number 5 pitcher. I know he's a fifth starter, and I know he doesn't get a lot of publicity. I think the Shoemaker kid is um, mm-hmm. he's he's always injured, but, man, if he ever gets it and, and can play a whole season. And they have enough depth. This is the best one through five rotation the Twins have ever had. Because Hap is the four, right? Yep. Yeah. That's uh, pretty good. It is. That's pretty damn good. And then there's depth with some young guys. Yeah, if Shoemaker doesn't get hurt or can't go, whatever, Randy Dobnak's been working mm-hmm. out a new pitch in spring training that seems to be working like gangbusters, and yeah. he can step up and give you five innings every fifth day. We shall see. It's going to be certainly fun. Play ball starting next Thursday. Now, the Twins and the Whites, did you see this anomaly to the schedule? They're finished. In the middle of August. No. They do not play in September at all. How do things like that happen? Isn't that ter- I mean, can you believe that? Can't we get the governor of common sense to say, we're going to change something here? Uh, Put one of those Tiger series back then. Yeah, I hate that. I, I'm with you. I mean, these two teams, I think, most people think, are going to come down the stretch tooth and nail, head and head, and they're not going to see each other since the... I think they play six games after the All-Star break. The final series in the middle of August makes no well, sense. Well, we can have that series in the ALCS this year. Maybe that's where we'll get it. Dave Sproul, we'll talk to you in a week, Dave. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. All right. My pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, KSI, 1430 on the AM. Am I being hyperbolic how good I think this Twins team is going no, to be? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You like the closer? No. Taylor Rogers concern me. Him yeah. and Cologne. Now, yeah, it's yep. going to be two-headed. Yep. And I like Cologne. The Taylor, Taylor Rogers can be good, don't? He's, he's a really good lefty. I think he's more of a – he's better than just a lefty specialist. He's better than a loogie. Yeah. But he's not closer quality lefty either. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you on Josh Donaldson or with Dave. He's, he's had a lot of injuries lately, but boy, he's a great clubhouse guy. Simmons comes over from the Angels to play shortstop. Best he's defense in the American gifted. League on the left side. I, they could be. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Donaldson's terrific. Uh, I don't know much. Did you see the Buxton injury? How, no, how he got seriously hurt? got hurt in, a, hurt in a dentist chair? No, no. He was, he was eating steak, chipped his tooth, had to get a root canal. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> if it wasn't so acidine, yeah. yeah. But that's the latest injury for Byron Buxton. That's unfortunate. Uh, KXNO wants to help you out with your stimulus. It's now time for the keyword of the 11 o'clock hour. Win $1,400 right now by texting the keyword CASH to 200-200. That's CASH. Uh, in this nationwide contest. All right. Tom Cakert on the Hawkeyes coming up. Claxon's Barbecue in 20 minutes. Miller and Condon for 35 more minutes on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO and 106-BAM or Facebook. Trent Condon here again for the Urology Center of Iowa. Well, the big bracket is here, but that doesn't mean you can't find sports on TV to watch after your vasectomy. We got baseball's opening day right around the corner. How about if you're a golf fan? That beautiful 
annual tournament in Augusta and the Urology Center of Iowa is taking appointments right now for vasectomies. Give them a call, 515-400-3550 or schedule online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on Fun for Podcasting. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Um. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Eleven thirty on a Friday, Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty kicks and 106.3 on the FM dial. No sooner we get off the phone with Dave Sproul than boom, bang! Isn't that what you say? It is. Another cyclone in the transfer portal. Dudley Blackwell uh, will join uh, Darlinston Dubar and uh, Harris. Uh, Tyler Harris. Uh, so that's three of them that have, have uh, now made it clear that they're. Looking around. A lot of scholarships available for Ots in year number one. Yeah, couldn't have worked out any better for TJ Otzenberger, yes. right? Uh, let's get Tom Cakert in here. Didn't work out very well for the Hawkeyes on Monday, as we recall. Uh, Tom, uh, HawkeyeReport.com, obviously. Tom, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, as always. How are you, Tom Cakert? Doing well. How about you guys? Doing well, and kind of we looking ahead and speculating to this roster next year. Let me start with C.J. Frederick, because it's a rumor picked up from, I think it was, what's his name, Trent? Matt Jones at Kentucky Sports yep. Radio. Uh, he floated that out there. <sighs> Apparently it's been out there for a while, Tom. I'm sure you've seen it on your boards for some time. I don't think there's anything sure. to it. Do you? I, I Based on the people I talked to this week, they, they thought it would be a, a really – Pretty significant surprise if CJ Frederick left. So I think that's where I'm going to kind of just leave it and just, you know, I think it would it would be a surprise to his teammate. Yep, <laughs> say that. Uh, so yeah, I don't think there's anything to it. We know the the connection with the the Frederick family and the McCaffreys. I think that's a part of it too. And as I said, I don't think that. John Calipari is he sitting home watching the NCAA tournament, watch that game, and said, you know who I need. That kid, that's going to be the one that's going to get Kentucky basketball back. It was a struggle. It was a struggle for CJ and the injuries that continue to crop up. When he's good, he's really good here. But long term, can we see? Can we see thirty five games of CJ Frederick at a high level, or does it feel like this is going to be a guy that always has that injury bug? Yeah, hope that he can just get himself healthy eventually. It's just been the last two years where. He's really kind of battled some of these things that, you know, the nagging things. And, um, you know, I kind of heard some stuff this week that it was beyond um, plantar fascia at the end. Uh-huh. And, um, so that's why 
he really, really had to shut it down. And you could tell him the last two games. Right. He just couldn't he couldn't move. Nope. Couldn't move laterally. And uh it was hard to watch him play and um, you know, a lot of folks were getting pretty critical of Connor McCaffrey and now we understand why he was struggling too. Yeah. I'd struggle too if I didn't if I had torn labrums in both my hips. Yeah, unbelievable. Boy, Hawkeye athletes, they got it out, right? Uh, there was one in wrestling trend. kind of escapes me. <laughs> it might have got a lot of publicity uh, the week before. Uh, so, Tom, let's let's uh, stay on Connor McCaffrey um, because there's speculation that maybe he's played his last game of, of basketball. Baseball, if there is a, you know, a, a pro future at all, seemingly that would be the one that would uh, be the more uh, likely path. He's got to over, over, uh, undergo a couple of surgeries. Obviously, baseball this year is out. Do you think that there's a chance that Connor McCaffrey leaves basketball behind to concentrate solely on baseball once he gets healthy? Um, maybe, um, but I, you know, I kind of think he still wants to play some basketball too. Um, but that's that's more of a, I think that's a McCaffrey family decision more than it is an Iowa basketball mm. decision. If you, you know what I mean? Um, I I just think. Uh, he, regardless, I don't know that he's going to be back um, before the season starts. Right. You guys, I, I just don't. I mean, that's a four to six month thing to begin with, just for one of those, and you're going to have to have some lag time um, between the first one and the second one. So you're looking at, Oof. you know, optimistically maybe December. That's that's optimistic. I'm yeah. with you. I'd be surprised if it's that. And at that point, you're what ten, twelve games into the season. You have a couple of point guards on the roster. What is the roster going to look like? Let's the anticipation. No Bohannon, no Garza, though they could come back for another year. Weiss camp off to play professionally. The rest of the roster, how they fill in the gaps? Do you anticipate grad transfer getting into the transfer market at all? And maybe even a freshman or two with Sanford coming in. How do you think the roster is going to shape up for next season? Yeah, and I'm getting kind of this growing sense of kind of angst from the uh, Iowa fan base because a couple days after the season officially ends, they're not being linked with, you know, 50 kids (laughs) in the transfer portal. Uh, It's a buyer's market in the transfer portal right now, correct? It's like there's more kids in there than there are scholarships. Yep. Uh, in my mind, because um, I just I just think there's just you're going to be able to find kids. Um, now the high end kids, yeah, there's always going to be um, you know some competition, but I would suspect they're probably going to. I think it would be smart of them to get a big, just because Jack Nunji has had injury issues mm-hmm. with his knee, and um, and you uh, Gundle, you don't know what you got there yet. So I think to to be safe, maybe you go out and find a. I think they're going to probably look for grad transfers more than anything else. Not like, uh, unless it's just somebody that's just too good to turn down, who's like a freshman or a sophomore or something that's in the transfer portal that wants to come. Um, and I think they'll probably look for a wing. Uh, you know, given that Frederick has had the foot problems, I, I think you have to go in there thinking, boy, I need to probably find a, another shooter uh, just to. Uh, uh, especially, you know, assuming that Joe Wieskamp is gone. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's Keegan Murray's team. So well, let me ask you about Chris. What's his role this year? Or next year, I beg your pardon. Um, Chris is probably going to be kind of a 3-4 guy. You know, he could play some 3, play some 4. So, you know, backing up his brother 
or backing up, you know, I'm assuming Patrick McCaffrey is going to move into the starting lineup at the three, um, just assuming, again, Joe Wieskamp's gone. So that's kind of what I would think Chris is probably going to fill into that role. So uh, the point guard position, I think an intriguing one. It's going to look a lot different than Bohannon. We saw Tucson, and there's a theory out there that with more minutes, we're going to see him maybe calm down a little bit more. Those wild times that he comes out there and he sees you just can't have it, that'll even out. But I want to get your uh, perception of Aaron Euless and seeing Euless out there. The minutes were very spotty this year. What kind of point guard does he project to be? You know, what When you kind of maybe get a comp, what comes to mind when you think about Euless? Um. How about how about this one, Trent? You'll enjoy this one, I think. Montier Glasper. I love Montier. I I love Montier. So that's why I that's why I kind of think not overly fast, uh, but just plays steady, mm-hmm. uh, makes smart plays, um, does knows how to play the game, and that's kind of what I think when I think of uh, if you want an Iowa comp, I think it's Montier Glasper. Uh, what kind of step will Patrick McCaffrey take this offseason in your mind? He certainly was Boy, playing his best basketball at the end of the season, Tom. Yeah, I I think you could see his uh, his game kind of taking off. And the big thing for him is he's got a kind of – it's kind of like Nicholas Bear had to learn is just how to kind of manage your, your wind a little bit because Patrick, like Joe Toussaint, kind of comes out there going about 1,000 miles an hour and – he can only do that about five minutes, so he's got to learn how to kind of pace himself because now he's going to have to probably play 25-plus minutes a game instead of, you know, 10 to 15. So that's a big jump for him. Uh, I really think um, future of Iowa basketball is probably built around Keegan Murray and Patrick sure McCaffrey be. at this point. Yep, Get him to look a whole lot different than what we're used to. Tom Caker joining us, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, a women's basketball question as they prepare tomorrow at noon as they will take on UConn. Looking at the future, too, of this program, and there's still more basketball in front of them. Going to be a big uh, big one tomorrow against UConn to get over that hump. But after what we see with Caitlin Clark, the national notoriety, and not just from ESPN's women's basketball coverage, but Dan Patrick and Scott Van Pelt, and on and on and on talking about her, does that do something for recruiting? Does that maybe get the second, the third McDonald's All-American there and they can close the gap between them and UConn and the Baylors of the world? You know, the crazy thing is, I think Lisa's probably full the next two classes. Oh, really? Already. Wow. Yeah, I think I think she's pretty much uh, fully booked with scholarships. So um, they've got some good in-state players coming. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty booked up. By the way, here's a fun one because uh, I saw this on Twitter, and, and you guys may have seen this. Chad Greenway's daughter is a seventh grader, and she's playing high school ball and scored like thirty points or something to lead her team to state. Wow, <laughs> that would work, right? <laughs> That's a pretty easy recruiting pitch. I'm going to guess. I would too. like to think. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to think. Mom, mom was a cross country runner for the Hawkeyes, and Dad, we all know. Uh, so, and they've been down to visit. So I'm just like. We were kind of talking about them. Wait, you know, how soon before they offer Chad Greenway's daughter, uh-huh. Maddie, who's they're up in the Twin Cities. So you know, there's there's some uh, she can play. She's really good. That's awesome. Dad's in the vodka business now, if memory yes, serves. Uh, Tom, last thing That's for good. you. I know that spring football is on the horizon. You guys get Ference on Monday, I believe. Uh, what are you looking forward to talking to Coach or asking Coach Ference or hearing him asked about what? Um. 
you know, the two hires, I think, are probably top of line that, that he really you know, he hasn't talked at length about it. We've got a press release. Um, quarterback's going to be a big topic. Yep. It just is because yep. of the way Spencer played, the uneven play from Spencer Petras last year. It's going to be, um, I, I think, a significant topic. And probably the offensive line because I think going into it, we all kind of thought, boy, okay, this is kind of what it's going to look like. But then Mark, Mark Kellenberger decides to move on, mm-hmm. and that kind of just who's who are the guys that tackle now that uh, that they're going to look at. I, I think those are and, and are they still looking in the portal at all for a defensive tackle or a defensive end or some a defensive lineman with some experience because that's a really green position right now. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Boy, you just turn the page, don't you? You go from basketball right into spring football. Mm-hmm. And, man, oh, man, I love the way both schools are doing it. There's some team, There's some schools that are finished spring football. Yeah. Yeah, this is way better doing it this Spread way. Spread this thing out Absolutely. as long Another as possible. Month's worth of content. I love it. All right, right now, first four callers, 284-5966. You cannot have won in the last month. You cannot have played in the last month. If you fit both of those criteria, we'd love to hear from you at 284-5966. We'll take the first four callers, give you four games this weekend and a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up will get 25. Claxons Barbecue Giveaway, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Uh, we should let you know if you're getting a ring, stay right there. That means you are in. Miller and Condon, Claxons Barbecue next, 1460 KXNO and 106. Today for info. If you want to work in a field with opportunities, Wolf Construction might be the place for you. Wolf Construction is looking for framing and trim carpenters of all skill levels. We are looking for people who will plan well, choose to be a positive influence, and choose to put teammates ahead of themselves. We offer competitive wages, health insurance, PTO and paid holidays, a matching 401k plan, and much more. If you're interested in learning more, go to wolfconstruction.net and click on the Now Hiring button. Be a part of a team. 100 bets off. For all of your and your family's eye care needs, make it Elite Eye Care. Dr. Ethan Heisman, Dr. Heidi Bell, and Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky provide expert eye care close to home. From eye exams to contact lenses, eyeglasses to sunglasses, make Elite Eye Care your local optometrist. Set up your next eye care appointment with Elite Eye Care, 9250 University Avenue in West Des Moines, and online at iDrDesMoines.com. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 1460 KXNO 106.3 on the FM dial. Got some good news for one of you. Contestant Bill bagged on us. Dropped out. We've got one line open right now. 284-5966. If you haven't played in 30 days, if you haven't won in 30 days, we will take one more contestant, Tyler, Steve, and Ricky, and whoever gets in first will be our four Claxons participants for this week. We're going to give you four games and a tiebreaker. Whoever gets the most right will get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 Claxons Barbecue, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com, Claxons in business in Altoona for 25 years. Let us start with Tyler. Tyler, how are you? 
I'm good. Thanks for having me. No, appreciate it, and good luck to you in this. Uh, Loyola is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Oregon State. Uh, give me the Beavers. Take an Oregon State. Pick number one for Tyler Trent. Uh, Michigan is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Florida State. Michigan. USC, two-and-a-half to Oregon. Oregon. Gonzaga, a 13-and-a-half-point favorite over the Blue Jays of Creighton. Creighton. Tiebreaker, Tyler, closest without going over. How many points will Caitlin Clark score tomorrow against UConn? 22. Tyler, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Tori is up next. Tori, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing fine, Tori. Loyola, six-and-a-half-point favorite over Oregon State. Uh, Loyola. Michigan, two-and-a-half over Florida State. Florida State. USC gives two-and-a-half to Oregon. USC. Gonzaga is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite over Creighton. Uh, Gonzaga. All right. Caitlin Clark, how many points will she score tomorrow against UConn? Closest without going over, Tori. Um... 27. 27, Tori. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Uh, for those of you trying to get in, uh, we did have, in fact, Tori was our contestant that just got in after Bill dropped out. Uh, Steve is next. Steve, how are you? I'm great. Thanks. Good. Uh, Loyola, six and a half point favorite over Oregon State. Loyola. Michigan, two and a half over the Seminoles of Florida State. Florida State. Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. USC, a two and a half point favorite to Oregon. Oregon. Gonzaga gives 13.5 to Creighton. Gonzaga. How many points for Caitlin Clark? Closest without going over. 24. 24 for you, Steve. Thank you. And Ricky brings it to a close for another week. Hello, Ricky. Hey, how you doing? Good, doing fine. Loyola is a 6.5 point favorite over Oregon State. I'll take Oregon. Michigan, two and a half to Florida State. Michigan. USC, two and a half to Oregon. I'll have to go with Oregon. All right. Uh, Gonzaga, a 13 and a half point favorite over Creighton. I'll take the Zags. I'm taking the Zags. And how many points for Caitlin Clark? 21. 21. Ricky, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And good luck to all of our contestants. In Claxton's Barbecue. Did we have any game that everybody took the same? Nope. No consensus Good. this week. Good. I like it. Yes. If you could only watch one of the games this, well, the first round, the the Sweet 16, mm-hmm. of the eight games, you can only watch one. Yeah. Which one for you? Probably USC-Oregon. Me too. I think that's going to be the yep. most compelling game, I'm most interesting you. game, that the chance to be the closest game. I really, I'm excited for Oral Roberts. Arkansas. <laughs> and I know that game could get, it could be a 20 point blowout. Yeah. Because Oral Roberts is really bad defensively. And if they don't shoot it well, they're not going to be able to keep up with Arkansas. I told you they played earlier this year. It was a 10 point game at the half. Oral Roberts was leading there. I just, I do have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to play well. Remember the last time a 15 seed got to this point? It was Florida Gulf Coast. And they played Florida. And you could tell five minutes in the game, yeah, they were classed. Yeah. It, it was just different. Yeah. The Georgetown victory in round one was a lot of fun, yeah. and then getting there. But you could see the difference. I don't think the gap is that significant. Or Roberts gets to the free throw line incredibly well. And in a point spread that's double digits like this, I love that. Or Roberts might be my favorite 
pick of the weekend. Interesting. Are, is this the norm going forward? Uh, we've got a 15, an 8, a 12, an 11, uh, another 11. Uh, will, will we see the chalk hold going forward, or will we see more of this, at least till we get to the Sweet 16 in years going forward? I don't think it'll be this significant going forward. This is historically one of the biggest kind yeah. of upset rounds. I think rounds the that second we've had. one. Yep. I think the second largest. Yeah. And also remember the year that we're dealing with yeah. here, mm-hmm. and and I think that plays into it. I think normalcy will return when we get back, hopefully to as close to normal as possible next year. I think you will see that. There's always upsets though, and that's the beauty of this tournament. And I think the days of four number ones getting to the final four. Your lead eight being a bunch of ones, a twos, and maybe a three in there. Mm-hmm. I think those days, for the most part, are over. There might be a year, but we talked about the beginning of the show today, the transfer portal. And I think that is mm-hmm. going to be just a process that evens out and stretches out the talent even more. And you think about what the, uh, how do you pronounce the kid's name from Oral Roberts? That there's a B oh, in there and it's yeah, not with yeah, a B. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Asmus, I think, is how it's yeah. pronounced. Regardless, does that guy, though, go to the portal? He, he takes Oral Roberts yeah. to the Sweet 16. A-M-B-A-S, a- I think. But the B is silent in there. Right. Yeah, it's like, a yeah. weird pronunciation. But does he look to leave? Yeah, and Eesh. that's kind of the, the era that we're living in now. Yeah, Everybody looking to take that next step up or the next best, best opportunity. And I think because of that, the super teams, if you will, were a group of 10, 12, 15 teams that are really good and a cut above we're not going to see that much anymore. Yeah, is it Acemas? Is that yes, Acemas. Yeah, A B M A S, and it's pronounced Ace. Yeah, he's a good player. Yes, he is. He's a terrific player. Out outpaced Luca Garza for leading scorer in the country this year. Uh, That's how, how good he is. Yeah. How many one seeds will we see uh, make it to the elite eight of the three? I I think Michigan State's in trouble. Michigan, you mean? I'm in Michigan. Michigan State. Yes, Michigan State. Well, I was right. Michigan State is in trouble. They, they are. They're not going to get there. <laughs> right. But I think Michigan's in trouble against Florida State. I do too. That was uh, my pick. In fact, before the brackets uh-huh. came out. Now you don't want to follow me after what I did the first two rounds. But I like Florida State. I'll be betting them on the money line in that game. Uh, Gonzaga, they're going to coast. And one of the other things, can you envision a scenario outside of oh Jay Wright? Boy, he's really good. Where this team, where Baylor loses to Villanova, no. maybe it'll be close. I don't maybe. Think so. I'm almost pretty much every single thing I'm going to do this weekend, betting wise, I'm also going to throw Baylor in on the money line because I just I can't envision a scenario where Villanova wins the game. Keep it close, yes. Mm-hmm. Wins it, no. You know, it's getting a lot of love. A lot of the sharps out there are uh, gravitating to this Alabama team. They may be the ones that come out of the East. We shall see. Michigan uh, waits or Florida State. They're fun to watch. Assuming they get by UCLA. All right. Murph and Andy are at Confluence Brewing this afternoon. Their show starts at 1 o'clock. You can join the crew down there. Got some great specials going on. T-shirt and that downtown throwdown is back. Uh, and then the Fanatics will be in here at 3. Don't miss the Saturday morning pregame. Zamora, Roberts, and Justin Miller, they kick off at 8 o'clock. Monday will be here before we know it. Morning Rush will kick off another week of local programming. We're